0: Only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. 3CR 855am 3CR digital. 3cr.org.au 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. The show first broadcasts from... Noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging, and also acknowledge the intersection of what in Western society is called rainbow or LGBTIQ plus communities and our original inhabitants, an intersection that includes sister girls and brother boys and acknowledge their unique and awesome contributions to diversity on and around all the lands. And if you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do that. Um, you can do so um, on email, um, outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. 751 215. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So. And that's the bottom line. And you can look for the posts on Facebook, out of the pan, 3CR855AM Melbourne, and also um, on my page, Sally Goldner. Wow. Lots to discuss on the show today. So there's lots you might want to um, connect in on, whether it's um, you're listening live or perhaps listening down the track by other means Um, Love to have your thoughts Got three issues Well, obviously a federal election called in the last week And, well, plus a mom, plus a change maybe Um, The more things change, the more they stay the same Um, um, As we opened up with Red Gum and the Federal Two Ring Circus From the Virgin Ground album of the late 70s And also acknowledging the sad passing of Red Gum founder Hugh, or co-founder Original member Hugh McDonald, who passed away Back on the 18th of November 2016, must have overlooked that. A great musician had the pleasure to see him play solo a couple of times in backyards and things, just loved his music and had things to say, which is kind of nice too. So yeah, we'll be discussing the federal election. Want your thoughts about that from a queer or any perspective, really. Um, Also, going to have a look, a content warning here um, that it will be coming up mainly in the second segment of the show, Got to talk about sexual harassment um, in light light of um, what has happened during the week. Um, Houston, we have a problem, in my opinion, but I'll talk about that. Um, What else? And um, to mention, also have a look at safe spaces. Start thinking about that safe, positive queer space. Not just safe, which is almost what it should be, but really positive. What is it about certain spaces, whether it's part of the rainbow communities, trans, bi, or rainbow together that makes you feel, yeah, I'm really safe and happy here. Had a great experience yesterday, which I'll talk about, and maybe we can spread them. In the words of Dennis Donetto, spread the vibe, Your Honour. All right, well, yes, federal election finally called Thursday morning, um, after all the shenanigans and um, budgets and whatever, and, well, it's a pretty critical one in my opinion for australia's future. I should also add before I go any further that any opinion expressed on this show is my own personal opinion and is not um that of any organisation with which i am associated. It may be, but it's my personal opinion first and foremost. Um and uh, well, you know, it's no doubt i think we have to acknowledge what you know, we've seen in the last 5 years, but I don't want to rehash it and re-traumatise the, um, the, those issues for all sorts of people. And this is why I'm asking, what do you want once we, um, after the next election? And I'm deliberately keeping this non-partisan. I mean, I'm um, as best as possible. What would you like? What would make Australia better for you on queer issues? Um, would it be reforming um, federal laws regarding religious exemptions? That could be one. Um It could be um, making sure all our children feel, are and feel safe and respected at school. That's pretty important. Um, There's a couple going broader, of course. It could be far more respectful treatment of newly arrived people. It could be, heaven forbid, um, factual and sensible debate on climate change. Love to have your thoughts on this. Um, What do you think would make Australia better? There's a few hints to get you started. Um, Because, um, yeah... As I say, it could rehash the last five years and, um, you know, would it achieve a lot? As I say, just re-traumatise. I've actually started, for what it's worth, on my own um, Facebook um, and Twitter accounts, um, at Sal God Said So. On my Facebook page, there are going to be 35 days of what we would like positively out of the next government and we'll see how we go with that, see if it gets some thoughts a Um So, yeah, we've got to move forward. It's been a pretty um, um, sort of um, sad scenario um, in the last few years, and we want to make it better. And, I mean, there's been much um, um, sort of debate about Jacinta Ardern's leadership in the wake of the obviously horrible situation and first things first, 50 innocent people are no longer with us after Christchurch last month. And um, the thing is, um, the problem that we have um, is that, you know, everyone's going on about how great New Zealand's leadership is, but ours, you know, has looked pretty khaki in the last few years. Could we have some stability? Could we have some teamwork, please? There's some things that might be needed in the next few years. But you've got to hand it to Jacinta Ardern because the thing that I've noticed is she has used what I'll call her. Both in very binary terms, I do admit her um you know femininity and masculinity in what might be called very positive ways, so we often hear the term toxic masculinity, or it was could be described as negative masculinity in a sense in simple terms. well, she's you know stood up for what she believed in in a strong way, using her masculinity and space as a leader for other people in ways that have just been brilliant um in terms of gender, how to do gender properly it's um top of the class and so we need some leadership like that um very very much so yeah great to see um all of that happening um in uh in those spaces um so yeah what do you think we need in this country um you know in the next you know after the federal election what would make it better more positive all the rest because um yeah um we can no doubt improve I have to say, as much as I'm trying to be positive, a few weeks ago, Crikey um, said, what is it about the last few years that, um, asked, what is it about the last few years that you found the worst? And I just wrote into them and said, the last few years, hmm, a sad scenario indeed. All right. Um, so yeah, let's have your thoughts. Um, I can go on and on for hours or at least one hour. That's what I do. Um. Also got a couple of other quick issues to comment on. Um, Absolutely, of course, staggered by the behaviour this week of, well, now no longer Australian rugby player, Israel Folau. What gets me is the BS. They're saying he could argue that he's been terminated and say religious discrimination. No, he hasn't been treated unfavourably on the basis of an attribute. Um, The grounds for discrimination has to... And he hasn't been. He's been treated on his merits, so I don't think that'll last very long. Um, What else? Um, It seems there's people defending him. I just heard someone who I won't even mention. I'm going to follow Jacinta's example and not mention a person's name. I happened to flip over um, to some commercial media as I drove in and heard someone saying, believe it or not, there are, quote, tens of millions Australians who support Israel for our view. Well there's only two and a half, ten millions um in Australia to start with. So um you could probably we could probably do a, a raffle or something and raise money for three CR on who it was. Um and get well it's not really too many candidates. I'm not gonna get named names, not worth it. Um so yeah. Um pretty silly stuff. And, you know, the argument was, well there's lots of Australians who identify as Christian. Yes, they nominally identify as Christian. We all know that. But, um, you know, do they support that interpretation of Christianity? Probably not. So, um, um, yeah, time to have a think about that one as well. All right. uh, Welcome your thoughts about the federal election um, and what not needs to happen. And, yeah, I'm just warning the next segment for around 10 minutes after this track um, will be about sexual harassment. um, Difficult stuff to talk about. And, as I say, opened up with Federal Two Ring Circus today. Um, I said, more well, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, uh, maybe we just need a non-binary version of that to update, change a few names, and, well, it's relevant for 2019. Anyway, in, as an introduction to um, the um, segment on sexual harassment coming up after the track and messages, um, let's have a listen to Richard Clapton covering a Sonny Curtis song I fought the law. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Well, if you listen to 3CR, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, I us no where you are. If you listen to 3CR, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, oh, clap your hands listen to three say, oh, clap your hands We'll check out the Happy vibe They're gonna ring up and subscribe If you listen to three say, oh, clap your hands What? Who the hell is that? Clap your hands What are you talking about? I ain't no elephant Get out of here This is Handmade Radio Clap your hands Get out Get the hell out of here now 3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one Sunday afternoon, thanks for your company. And Out of the Pan is preceded by Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they always do from 11.30 till noon. And we're followed by Freedom of Species, talking all things animal advocacy. They're a bit in the, well not Freedom of Species, but issues about that in the news this week. That's their space. I won't take it. I've got to talk about a difficult topic. Content warning here for mention of sexual harassment, and of course during the week. Um, so please, if this is distressing in any way, a reminder that Switchboard is there for rainbow people one 527 and um, also um, you know please talk to someone if it is. Um, but um I feel we've got to talk about this because during the week of course was the outcome of the uh well it was the Jeffrey Rush defamation case um now that has to be made clear it wasn't a direct case about sexual harassment now I'm going to be frank I haven't read the judgment or the transcript or anything like that I'm not a lawyer but I just to have to say that I'm you know deeply concerned that the law and justice are not often the same thing and in this case I don't think they have been at all So, um, Houston, we've got a problem. Um, And I'm now calling, in my opinion, for a whole reframing of sexual harassment law across Australia and nationally and its states and territories. I don't know the whole facts, but my gut says in justice terms, not law terms. This doesn't sound right to me. Um, So, um, you know, there's something not right. I also think that we need... Um, to make sure we have a greater um, variety on the bench, it just seems like um, there's something that went wrong there as well, because it just, I don't, you know, had to just dismiss the case in that way, Um, also there's been criticism in this case of the role that a certain media outlet played, well look, don't know about that either, but it just doesn't seem right, and the, the implications down the track is that many people are going to feel reluctant to come forward on sexual harassment. And the hard-cold reality, yes, um, we know that the majority of things like sexual harassment, intimate partner violence, um, you know, those sorts of things are, to use the language of this show, cisgender heterosexual men perpetrating on cisgender heterosexual women. Cisgender, someone whose gender identity... Meets expectations given how the person was assigned at birth based on their body. In other words, someone with a male body, um, they're assigned male at birth and that's assumed to be their gender identity, but they're happy with that. Yay, goody for them. Well, you know, the thing is, yes, um, we totally acknowledge that um, structural disadvantage within society and that it's problematic for cisgender heterosexual women that they are constantly facing, you know, the ridiculously high levels of harassment violence and worse but the problem is it can be that anyone of any gender can perpetrate onto anyone of any gender and as someone who's working in the family violence area there is a concern at the moment that um, you know that um, there's some obstacles to getting people to understand that some people yes they were brought up on the idea a very gendered lens on these things and it's I'll go back to simple language, males perpetrating onto females, that's all it is. And I can understand that. But it now seems there's some resistance, we'll say a scarcity mentality of people wanting to um, be more inclusive on these issues. And some services are actively resisting this. And I'm not just talking so-called radical feminists. We're talking people of all sorts. It doesn't take anything away to include more people. You know, it didn't take anything away from marriage equality, um, from marriage, when the law at the civil sense finally included marriages other than male and female. It added to it. Um, So um, I think we have to be um, really careful about how we debate this, and no one should be forced along. But it seems there's some people saying, oh, well, you know, it's okay to put a, a blurb on your website saying, oh, look, we only support certain victims of of intimate partner violence, um, but here's some services who will help. Well, that's not the answer. That's going to only, I think, disillusion, um, you know, sort of gay gay cisgender men, um, for starters, um, trans men of any sexual orientation, um, non-binary people, you know, We live in a society that in simple gendered terms puts macho blokes or apparently macho blokes above anyone else in terms of gender and macho, heterosexual, blokey blokes. Let's not try to get too hair-splitty on language. But no one should be on the receiving end of violence, particularly when it's perpetrated against them because of a hatred of um, that person's sense of gender, whether it's cis or trans slash gender diverse or any gender identity that goes with that. And so I have real problems with this outcome. It's a setback, and I think there needs to be a major reframing of law that is driven by people with lived expertise of being victims of sexual harassment. Um, We're doing it for LGBTIQ in terms of family, including intimate partner violence. And by family, including intimate partner violence, we're talking, looking at things like sibling abuse, Um, you know, parent to child, child to parent can happen, yes not appropriate, um, you know, any rel- any family member to any family member, and family is defined very broadly in the legislative sense, and so we need to start looking at this, but I find it very sad as I say that we've got, excuse me, people who are, um, you know, sort of um, holding us back. Um, by saying, oh, we can't look at this. Yes, we need to keep doing more where it's male on female, but we need to make sure it's um, done for everyone. In relation to the federal election, we've had an SMS in from Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for listening. Um, Jonathan says, quote, I expect a coalition victory, unfortunately, but on the positive note, I think Tony Abbott and Peter Dutton will be gone. Um, that's interesting that you're expecting a coalition victory. I mean, I'm the first to admit polls are hardly indicative of anything, Jonathan. Um, you know, uh, the coalition is the, you know, I'd be curious if you wanted SMS in again, um, to us on, um, 61456751215, if it's not in your phone. Um, although hang on, you've had two messages here. Let me just go on to the second one. Um, and, um, and, um, yeah, that's um, a pretty, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, worrying th- um, thought because the polls are saying otherwise and, well, you know, they're not necessarily indicative. I wonder if the some of the polls that really say what's going on are withheld by some, you know, by someone. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I find it hard to believe that polls for both the Victorian and New South Wales state elections were so far amok, regardless um, of... Um, you know, which pollster, which party was ahead, which party won. You know, it just seems a bit strange. The other SMS that's come in is from Shaniqua, who says, Welcome back. Did you hear Martina and Everett Olovers? Um Oh, this one's an old one. Um, sorry. I um, don't know why that's only just come up now. That's a bit strange. Um, 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 transphobic comments at the Australian Open, or comments that some would say were transphobic. Well, they were and I think it's time we got on top of this sport issue once and for all, um, while we're at while we're on this, that the IAAF, the International Amateur Athletic Federation, made it quite clear that testosterone in itself was what well, not an advantage. And the idea then that we're going to um you know, sort of um you know, instantly therefore say every trans woman has an advantage? What if one doesn't? Why can't that person play against the um, cisgender women or the broader population of women? Um, so, yeah, we've got to need a better outcome. And I don't know, I do not claim to be a sports scientist, but if we can't find some way of measuring, I don't know whatever it is, factor X, and saying, well, there's that scale, and a, pers- a woman, person who identifies as female, whether they're cis or trans, as um, on a certain scale, Is that on X point on a scale and this trans woman is less and therefore does not have an advantage? Why can't they play? Surely it's not that hard. Melina's emailing in. Uh, Thanks, Melina, for your comments. uh, Melina wants our politics to be less partisan and not as polarising. Yeah, well, I'll be with that. It's been pretty somewhat extreme. Um, Melina also wants generational change like Jason Ball to enter Parliament. Now that's an opinion I will... I have nothing against Jason Ball myself, but, um, you know, I'm not going to get too partisan about this, except I'll grill some candidates um, if they have things to be grilled on, if they want to come on the show. I've got to get organising on that. Um, Molina's asked for the thoughts of a gay Democrat running for president in the USA. Um, Well... You know, here's an interesting one. This always comes up. Yes, we need a greater diversity of people in elected office, and whether wherever it is, um, you know, Australia, USA, whether it's parliament or president or whoever else. Um, but here's, an, I'll throw an interesting question at all, um, everyone: Would you rather a bad, in inverted commas? LGBTI politician or a good, um, we'll say, cisgender, heterosexual, endo expect endo, E-N-D-O expected ally. Um, Peter Buttigieg, I need to catch up on that one. There's um, um, a new modern voice for gay millennials, I'm not sure there, Melina. I've got some research to, I'll come back to you next week. Um, in relation to Jeffrey Rush, Melina said he won on a legal technicality. I'm not a fan, but our media is pretty woeful and unethical and decent journalism. Well, yeah, there's an issue, um, commercial media, 99% thereof. They deserve to be reprimanded how Mr Rush needs to realise he's set a dangerous legal precedent for other women who have been abused. Well, you know, that's a point. And look, both parties um, outside of court said no one really won in this scenario. And I think that's probably a fair summary as to, well, justice and law maybe not um, coming together. Who knows? So thanks, Melina, Jonathan, and all for your comments. Um, Keep sending them in on all topics. Um, Love to have your voices on the show. It's here for you to um, um, have a say. Let's have some more music. Um, I'm going to talk after the break about what makes a safe space safe and positive, whether you call it happy, upbeat, fun, um, in a respectful way, even hot for queer people and to get us into the mood after a difficult topic um here's a track from an album that was released um snuck through my, under my radar in in the last few months by Midnight Oil guitarist um guitarist and keyboardist Jim Magini, um under the name of the um band name of Jim Maggini and the family dog bark overtures um and that's B A R K oh a punster He's, he's I'm a, now a double fan um here's a track to help us think about some safe spaces it's called I'm Happy, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Jim um and the Family Dog, what a great name, band name, almost, um, that's almost getting close to one of my favourite band names. One of mine was Ed Cooper, who used to start it out in the Saints and had many bands afterwards and one was called The Yard Goes On Forever. I always liked that one. Come um, I'll open it up to anything. Favorite band names, um, um, but that's from the Bark Overtures, as I say. Um, what a great pun! Um, I'm happy, um, um, and yeah, it's a good album. Lots of guitar instrumentals on there, about four or five um, short tracks, long tracks. Not just the proverbial three twenty um, radio songs pie any stretch, um, which is really cool. So well done to Jim and those who worked with him on that album. Great to have that sort of music in there. Well things that can make us happy is when we're in a, a good space, we'll say in a in a sense, physically and otherwise. And I have to so I was on a panel about this a few weeks ago um organized by the fantastic Simona, um a trans woman here in Melbourne, um, as part of um, Melbourne Design Week. Um um and um thought about this. But one of the things that, you know, when we live in a society that, you know, perhaps you're a minority you don't often end up in spaces that feel like it's there for you. And on the other side of the coin, I've got to say when I'm in a truly queer or trans or bi space, and I'll say trans slash gender diverse, gosh, I, all the feels as the saying goes. And I've got to say this in light of yesterday, I had the honour of being invited to the wedding of Ro and Kay. Um, Kay hashtag K and Ro, as you'll see it on social media. And this was one of those spots where you really feel it, you know, we've probably all been to, um, I'll use the phrase heterosexual weddings in our time, and maybe they haven't felt right, not just because of the heterosexuality, but because of maybe religion feeling a bit shoved down our throat, that sort of stuff. And, you know, this, yes, it was at a church, the Brunswick Uniting Church, so um, we're not exactly talking conservative, Brunswick and Uniting Um And it was pretty rainbow, the religious officials were there more almost in a, um, you could almost say a technical sense to start and close. But there were so many great anthems. Yes, the uh, Melbourne Chorus um, sung a few songs. They did um, a, um, we'll say a gender updated version of an oldie called Marry Me. They did Heather Small's Proud, which will be the next track you'll hear on this show. I thought I'd dig it out today. Um, You know, they also did um, True Colours. And as the um, uh, couple were signing the paperwork, we had a lovely, amazing vocalist do Ben E. King's Stand By Me, which, of course, you know, anyone of any gender can stand by anyone of any gender. So it was pretty awesome. Um, on a lighter note, I've um, got to say, any um, relationship celebration that has free real coffee and free ice cream, well, that's almost convinced me to duck increase my efforts to find a partner just so I can get married and, and do that myself. Seriously, it was a safe, happy space. You felt like it was there for you. And the people officiating the celebrant others were saying, hey, sometimes churches haven't been safe spaces for rainbow people. And here we were sort of reclaiming it. A couple of years ago, I had the honour of going to Government House for an Idaho Hobbit celebration. And there was this sort of thing as you saw all your friends coming up the driveway to Government House, the queers are taking over the establishment. Yay, after all these years. So it's things like that. Um, I've got to say, a gathering I had with some friends now, I identify as binary female in terms of gender identity, no question there. I've thought about this as there's been more discussion about non-binary, do I identify that way? No. I feel my gender expression, not what I wear or anything, or my haircut or hairstyle is um, non-binary, but I feel like I don't really feel limited by gender binaries, and I can call that a bit non-binary in a way, Um, but... um, I was having dinner a few months back with a whole group of friends, all of whom identify as non-binary, and you could feel the energy. It was it was just tangible. Um, there was just this sense of belonging. Maybe that you know does leave me questioning my <laughs> my own sense of gender, which of course is perfectly okay. Um, Fluidity is fine. But the other one that came to mind for me was um, the I had the pleasure of being incriminate of incriminating myself in a video um a while ago um um with yana alana and lots of other queer people and in a most respectful way i can only say the energy that night as we recorded it was scorchingly queer hot so it's these sort of things but is it things you know is it having trans bi pan ace flags on the wall if it's your space is it um, rainbow flags you know is it having posters up or things that are really trans trans type of stuff? Um, you know, what is it that makes it a safe space for you? I'd um, love to have people's thoughts about this. Um, is it about process at a meeting? You know, we know that there's issues of lateral hostility and privilege and, un, you know, and to be fair, unconscious bias. But, um, you know, there's um, what sort of things make it safe for people? love to have your thoughts if you're listening in, um, email in. Um, out of the pan, 855 at Gmail, SMS 61456751215. Tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line and post on Facebook. Um, now, Molina has sent me in an article about um, Pete Butt, Buttigieg. I shall get my pronunciation right on that in due course. As young South Bend mayor is an unlikely commander in chief contender, Mr. POTUS. Um, but as Molina um, has said... He worked for Barack Obama. He's calm and logical. That's, yes, that's what we need in Australia at the moment. I'm totally with you there, Melina. Um, So, you know, sort of, um, he's um, been mayor of South Bend, Indiana, um, came out as gay and towards the end of his first term, won re-election with more than 80% of the vote, Harvard grad, a Rhodes Scholar, um, as a Um, A teacher I had at school who was quite had a good self-deprecating sense of humour said, no, he's also a road sweeper, but every job is valid. An accomplished pianist, fluent in several languages, including Arabic and a war war veteran. Some of a father from Malta. Um, You know, there are many skilled politicians with glossy resumes. So what? Authoritative, logical and very young. He may not have all the answers he handles authoritatively and logical. Um, Is he too young? Well, who says? Um, I'm not a believer that youth um, age is a direct cause causative effect to emotional maturity. I've met plenty of teenagers and early twenties people who show some emotional maturity three times uh, that of three times that of people three times their age who never grow who remain fixed uh, i've got to talk maybe next week about the two um the the two mindset model, the fixed model versus the growth model. Have a look at that for that in the meantime it's pretty well available on the net. Had some great learning on that recently, thanks to the Equality Projects Leadership course. It's been a busy March through March, it was, and that's when we settle into April. Um, He's um, written a book, um, and he's done all sorts of things, but, um, you know, he um, has um, done lots of good things. So, you know, these are the things, I think, you know, the things that work for me, I suppose, for anyone, is authenticity. You know, let's let's start, let's go throw a slightly tricky one in here. Um, you know, I obviously don't agree that with the views of the four people going back 17 months ago, who in the end voted no to marriage equality at the last vote in the House of Reps. I will respect them for sticking to their views, even if I strongly disagree with that. And you know, that's authentic. You know, if they thought this through um, as carefully as they could and said, "No, I still can't vote yes or, or abstain." then that's a fair call. And I have no problem with that. Not in the slightest. It's where, In plain language, people do what's called BS. Um, I'm trying to be nice today, um, so I won't say bullshit. Oh, damn, I just did. Seriously. um, You know, just be be down to earth. Let people know where you stand, and then they can make a clear choice. It's when you give a lot of waffle that, um, you know, that's where I think people get annoyed. So... You know, if someone's honest, I'll give them a shot, as I say, yes, let's have you now as someone whose biggest value is diversity let's have more diversity in leadership and all sorts of walks of life. Diversity can only be good for um things. more perspectives you get, the better you're out um, it's because you'll have more chance of hitting the proverbial center of the target. But if you've only got one perspective, you're going to miss. think in an organizational setting where you have only accountants looking at a situation, well, you might. Save costs, but will you market things correctly? If you only had marketing people, you'll have a great campaign, but the budget will blow out. You put everyone together and, you know, everyone values each other's input for their difference um, or at least treats it neutrally, then that's where you get good outcomes. So very excite balls. So, yeah, I'll I'll have a further muse on that as I have some time off during next weekend. I will be in live next week. I'll probably be the only person in here, but we'll work out that later on. Alright, um, so as I say, um, what what are the spaces, coming back to spaces, what works for you? Um, well, um, as I say, there were lots of great anthems yesterday and um, this one is a really good one which the Melbourne um, Gay and Lesbian Chorus sung so beautifully. The track originally sung by Heather Small after she left M People and Proud, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Out Of the pan with Sally. Brainwaves, hear the world differently, bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. The federal election has now been announced. It's important that you're enrolled to vote and your details are up to date before 8pm Thursday. If you've recently turned 18, changed your name or address. Make sure you enrol or update your details online at aec.gov.au or pick up an enrolment form from the post office and return it to the AEC before 8pm Thursday. It's our vote and our future. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner, Canberra. Puta Harbu, Canberra. No, sadly not with us anymore. Um, oh, which is terrible. Um we miss him. But we've got Anthony Green. He's he's the wise person. Amazing. Um well, let's start we'll start an ethical gambling pool. When at what time, Australian Eastern Standard Time, will Anthony call the election on um, the um on the eighteenth of May? Um the what is it? Um Nearest um, correct or nearest correct entry wins a free subscription to Year to 3CR, and second prize wins two, or something like that. Seriously, um, yeah, um, and make sure you do in, if you something you wish to do, make sure you've got your details up to date just before the Easter break. Um, we've got to do that, otherwise, um, you won't be able to vote if you want to. Uh, and we're supposed to enroll, of course, but um, you yeah. know. As is the case um, Some people don't Of course the irony of the postal survey Was so many young people Who probably wouldn't have voted um, Enrolled um, Put themselves enrolled And now have to vote um, um, And I think that's uh, There's a great irony in that um, um, Melina's emailed in further On, on queer spaces The um, I'll come um, Well look Probably some explanation um, uh, In that Um Yours truly finally got presented with the Australia Day honours back on, uh, which were awarded on January 26. Were presented um, on the 3rd of April, so about um, a week and a half ago, at the time of this broad, of this broadcast this um, broadcast going to air for the first time. And Melina said the boots I wore at Government House you were very progressive. Well, uh, maybe it was the rainbow socks over them or something, or the um, the above-the-knee dress. But anyway, uh, maybe it all goes together. Let's be holistic. Um, Chris Bases should be for everyone, and that includes our straight allies. Well, I agree with that. Sometimes I think segregated areas need to be more inclusive and, sadly, a very one-dimensional shallow. I'll um, agree with that, too. And, you know, this gets into, to some extent, areas of lateral hostility, privilege, um, you know, our nightclubs and often ma- many spaces say um, kink spaces, um, when particularly if they run late at night and you can't afford taxis or you don't want to drink. I um, mean, if it's a kink space, this came up once in a conversation. You know, you've got, you know, you, you know, if they don't start till 11 o'clock or something at night and you're tired, it's not really a good way to do it. Um, so, um, in terms of the shallow spaces, Melina has said, the gay men's clubs on Chapel Street. Yeah, hmm, there's a fair thought. Um, and, you know, yes, everyone needs a safe space, and sometimes there is a need for separate spaces. I mean, for example, um, one could be that, you know, there's this random example. Um, the by group needs a space to just really feel like it can be safe and discuss its issues. Um, I think that's really important. Um, but, you know, if you go out to a broader community space, then... Um, you know, it should be that um, that everyone's treated with respect and if there is, you know, some sort of um, muck up or schmuck up, then um, it shouldn't be the case that, um, you know, um, the mistake is covered up or denied or, no, we didn't mean it to be offensive, all those silly excuses that can come up. We don't need any of that. So, yeah, food for thought. Um, some safe spaces. Well, there's a few of them coming up in the next week for the community. Um, alphabet soup, um, have a bowl thereof um, it could be consomme given that it's going to be a bit warm during the week I think um, you can have that on Wednesday night at um, Denver but there's lots of alphabet soups check out tgv.org.au for a great um, list of um, resources for transgender and diverse and for intersex people that um, have been put together by the Monash Gender Clinic um, great that they're doing that given that they've got funding and time and resources to glue it all together. Huge list. Um, Spectrum, the LGBTI neurodiverse group, meets on the third Wednesday of each month in Carlton. Check out spectrumintersections.org. Great, safe night. There's also the Seahorse Cafe night, um, if you're a Seahorse member. And Bent TV, Rocking Along, did some recording for Bent TV last weekend. So um, be um, looking forward to... I'm seeing that on air soon. Also, QTV, which is also on Channel 31, um, did some recording for them, finished that off in the last week. It's been a busy time. I'm looking forward to a slightly relaxed Easter where I can get back to some swimming and relaxation and some writing and stuff. It does lead me to say that with Easter coming up, um, please, um, you know, relax or have fun, but whatever you do, do it safely, um, particularly on the roads. got a track coming up to finish the show today. Um, from a new um, Bob Seger's album of the last um, little while, um, which is dedicated to Glenn Frey, it's called "I Knew You When." And there's a track called "The Highway." And so, whether you're if you're on the roads in any capacity, please be safe for yourself, for other humans around you, um, for other property around you, but also watch out for animals if you're out. Well, on any road, really, suburban roads for. Um, puppy dogs and putty cats and things, and um, uh, country roads for a greater variety of wildlife. But please, please, please be safe out there. Road toll seems to be way up this year. It doesn't? I know we've got statistics that say what groups are affected, but why and how does seem a bit mystifying to me. So let's try to start getting things you know back on the right track on that one because that just seems, you know, as I say, very, very strange that it has gone. Um, so out of out of whack, um, need to do something about that, and for the Kingsters on Friday, um, provocation um, is on um, check their website out um, that just about gets us through and um for the week, but there's lots going on at the moment, mountains happening, which is good to see. Anyway, I'd better get out of here and make way for Freedom of Species. I'll take it out, as mentioned, with a track from the Bob Seger album called I Knew You When, which was dedicated to his friend, the late Glenn Fry of the Eagles, um, amongst other things, and a track called The Highway. Drive safely until I catch you again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.